bitch, I'm making like a money bag. Money bag. Uh. Excited for today's episode. We are reviewing the new Cardi B album, uh, Invasion of Privacy. If you heard me say we, that means because I brought on my player partner from the East Coast, Cheese from Crush A Lot Podcast. Uh, Cheese, please introduce yourself. Well, I am back, Cheese Crush A Lot <laughs> Podcast. I'm excited. We're talking about the Bronx female top liner, headliner, Cardi B. And I'm excited because, you know, hometown New York, so we got to do it big. Where uh, I brought Cheese on here because he's from the East Coast, he's from New York, so it's only right that I brought him on this podcast. And uh, he's doing some big things over there on his Crush A Lot podcast, so uh, make sure you guys check that out. Just search Crush A Lot uh, wherever you find your podcast app. They did this homage series, which is pretty dope. They went over, uh, they paid homage to like LL Cool J, KRS-One. So super dope things like that. Right now yep. they're on the Lady series. So uh, I know you guys are out there um, listening to that Drake. <laughs> nice for what? So uh, if you in that mood, that women empowerment, uh, Cheese is over here crushing it at a Crush A Lot podcast. They're covering Missy Elliott, MC Light, top women in hip hop. So yeah, man, make sure you uh, you check them out because they're doing dope things. When, with that being said, let's hit into this background check just in case you guys don't know who, uh, hey, this Bronx native Cardi B is. Let's get it. Who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. I just told you. That's who I think I am. A god. Cardi B coming out of Bronx, New York. Cardi built her brand through social media. We all watched her on Instagram glow up on us. Uh, she grew her Instagram following to the point where it landed her on the TV show uh, Love & Hip Hop. With uh, all this new exposure, Cardi started to push her rap career Practically within five months, she dropped two two mixtapes, Gangster Bitch Volume 1 and 2, within a small amount of time span. Dropped two mixtapes in six months, which bitch is working as hard as me. You know, I, can't, I ain't Cardi, so I can't do it, but that's where that bar comes from. And the, uh, the success off those mixtapes landed her a deal with Atlantic Records. In 2017, she dropped the single Bodak Yellow, and it's been Barty season pretty much ever since. So, yeah, man, uh, it, I thought it was only right that we review her new album, Invasion of Privacy. This album runs about 13 songs long. So, Cheese, um, how are you feeling about Cardi B before you got into this album? Yeah, I'm, I'm always... Uh, it was interesting when you reached out to me because you clearly know I'm an old school guy yep. from a different perspective who's a little not into what's going on into the movement right now with hip-hop, even though I've kind of uh, been able to see... And appreciate what is going on. So I'm already going in like, hold up. What's going on? <laughs> and But there is something about Cardi B that is hard not to like, right? There is this magnetism, this enthusiasm, this charismatic energy that she has that just seems genuine and is quite entertaining and funny. So just from like in an entertainment perspective... Click the links. I want to see what she says. I'll be watching the tonight show to see what she says. And I often walk away entertained and and 
feeling like, okay, she got something here from just uh, connecting to the audience type of perspective. So I didn't go into it as I would normally would, like, okay, whatever, another trap album from another artist yeah. that all sound the same. It was more like, I want to see what she does. I'm interested. Here's my money. So from there, that was kind of like my perspective. <laughs> but the album was, I thought, a very solid, good effort. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't anything that I could trash yeah. on with happiness. Um, it's something that I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> I allowed myself to enjoy it, and I did. Um, and that was like my first impression. Like, okay, we. She got something here. She could build off, and it's a solid effort. And I wasn't going in disappointingly, hoping she would fail. I was like, "Nah, she got the victory on this one." So I, I walked away so far. Pleasantly surprised. Word. Yeah. Word. Dope. And then, uh, yeah, that's you just gave us the full journey with you and Cardi. That's tight. And uh, uh, for me, I've been following Cardi since uh, her Instagram days. Uh, always found found her hilarious. Me and my girl would just like send each other uh, funny Cardi B videos that she'll put up. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I always enjoyed when she talked about uh, her crooked teeth made her suck dick better. I don't know. She she leaned on those jokes a lot, but I always enjoyed them. So I, I've been. Self-deprecation. She doesn't. So I've been a Cardi supporter for a long time. Um, I, st- I literally started watching Love and Hip Hop when uh, she landed on the show. That's what kind of brought me on to watching uh, that show. So I've been following Cardi for a long time. I've been waiting on this uh, album for a long time. And uh, I would say I was pleasantly surprised of like how infectious she was throughout the album. And uh, with that being said, uh, Cheese, let's hop into our highlight record. Bow down and kneel to greatness. All right, man. It's time to bow down to some of this greatness. Cheese, you the guest. Go first. What, what do you think is the best song on this album? Well, the one that I always go back to repeatedly i heard the album like a good 15 times already um and i think that's a around 10 is a good way to kind of figure out how you want to review these things but i i've listened to this track a lot because it gets me amp uh, this is a uh, bacon head you can flex get some money It is absolutely outrageous. It is absolutely out there. It is definitely pussy power times a thousand, which I have no idea what it is to have pussy power. Um, So it's always... Grab that pussy and make it smile. (laughs) Pop it in church. And so I was like, let let me hear what's going on. It's outrageous. But it's one of the songs that she really finds a nice pocket in rhyming and a nice cadence and a nice she the way she attacks the track is just like yo i'm a woman and i'm gonna get mine if you like it or not and i have i have these uh love juices that i have to my disposal and i'm gonna flex it and 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 to get what i want and i can't knock that and and i just love the track it gets me amped um i don't know what pussy power is 
but I know how it controls my life. <laughs> you know, yeah. pay that rent. So, oh, yes, I will. All right. So, for me, I always yeah, go that, back to that. That pussy one. power got you a full-time yeah, job, player. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> I'm 100% on that song. Um, it's outrageous. It's crazy. It's rude. Don't play it at church. Yeah. Um, but it absolutely is the song that I feel is like encapsulates what I like about Cardi B. She's out there. She's authentic. And she's just going to put it out there. In a, in a hardcore manner, reminds me a little bit of Little Kim when she first came out. Um, but I really do appreciate uh, this song a lot. Not in terms of what it's trying to do, but in terms of like it's just Cardi and if and if just punch yeah. you in the face kind of music. And I and I appreciate it. That's definitely my highlight track. Yeah, I love the thing you said when you first opened up uh, talking about this track. When you said this song is just outrageous, it's it's, just that's outrageous. exactly what it is. And that's it's like that's what the embodiment of Cardi is. Like Cardi's kind of outrageous, over the top, always making noises for no reasons. So like that's what this song is. It samples a uh, Project Pat's Chicken Head. So like on paper, this song is just making all the sense in the world for Cardi. And uh, you brought up that it gave you a uh, little Kim vibes, but for me, uh, I was just getting heavy Trina, baddest bitch in the game kind of uh, feel because like just with the uh, sexual empowerment that like Trina kind of uh, was throwing out there, I felt like little Kim was a little bit more just sexual for the sake of sexual, and then uh, for me, Trina was a little bit more like baddest bitch in the game, using that as, like as an empowerment, and that's what I kind of got on track three, bicking head from Cardi too. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to hop into my highlight record, and uh, that'll be track number five, Be Careful. Nigga is cool, though. Said that you was working, but you out here chasing culo and putas, chilling poolside, living two lives. I could have did what you did to me to you a few times, but if I did decide to slide, find a nigga, fuck him, suck his dick. You would have been pissed, but that's not my M.O. I'm not that type of bitch, and karma for you is going to be who you end up with. Don't make me sick, nigga. I adore, I gave you everything was mine, it's yours, I want you to live And I know this song dropped right before the album dropped, but man, to me, this song is just very easy to enjoy. It's a pop-leaning instrumental, and I know when this record dropped, a lot of people really wasn't feeling it, but I think that's because... It was such a drastic change from Bodak Yellow and Bartier Cardi that like people wasn't ready for that le that left hook that she hit us with with on Be Careful, but the song is a good record. It's one of those songs that it'll just grow on you if it, if you uh, allow it to. Cardi is reaching back using Lauren Hill's X Factor to kind of build out this song. Uh, and it just makes all the sense. Cardi's putting her relationship issues on Front Street on this song. So who else to borrow from, from like from the great Lauren Hill, who's putting out, you know, on X Factor, she was blasting out uh, Clef John. And on this one, Cardi's blasting out uh, Offset, even though she she an interview, she's saying it's not Offset. Sorry, we don't believe you. And, no, and, uh, no. and the bars Cardi's delivering on this record to me just hit really hard. I want to get married like uh, the Curry, Steph, and Aisha shit, but we more like Tommy, Belly, and Keys' shit. That's like to me what a phenomenal parallel she draws there. And uh, in an album full of superstar raps, uh, it's a needed moment of vulnerability that I needed from Cardi B for the whole album, and she gave me that here. So if you haven't uh, peep, be careful yet, because like let's say you you don't enjoy Cardi B, you didn't enjoy Bodak Yellow, Bartier, Cardi, make sure you check out Be Careful at least, because then it is a bit of a switch of pace compared to her other songs on this album. How'd you yeah, feel about a lot it, Cheese? A lot of people listen to music like based on singles. So like you have you drop Bodak Yellow, 
and all that you have. And she's really building that aggressive sound that she, you know, she built her career on so far. But here comes Be Careful and it fleshes out the listening experience. And it's, I think it's a great, it was a great way to really show more of her vulnerabilities. It's not, she's just showing she's not a one trick pony. She's not going to come out here, follow the trend, do your triplets, <laughs> you know, do your, your stuff. She's like, I got, I got things to say. I got feelings. And she also, she's, even in her interviews and things like that, that really do magnetize people, she shows a level of um, vulnerability, like you said, but also just, just like you can see her that she is growing up in front of you and that yeah. she is, she's putting more of herself into it. Even if that's on purpose or accident, we'll wait to, you know, that's still the jury's out for that. But I would agree. It's a simple beat that's very uh, infectious, but a moment of vulnerability that does lend well to the rest of the album and it's right in the middle of the album and which yeah. says a lot because the heart of the album is very important just for structure's sake so i that's a great track it, it's also one of my highlight tracks as well Word, great breakdown uh with that being said let's hop into the general side of this podcast special cloth alert <laughs> big bezel alert <laughs> pinky ring it's special cloth look at the fabric somewhere all right man special cloth for the general side i think i want to just keep it simple cheese i just want to go through what records were you feeling on this uh on this album besides your highlight is there anything we need to make sure we talk about yeah yeah oh for sure what is it's it's in terms of listening. I went in saying I'm not gonna hate on it because it's not the sensibilities I like. I'm gonna support. I, I want to listen to it because I I I like her, right? But yeah, you gonna enjoy for it for what, what it, it is. is. It's a safe record, meaning you get your you get your best co-writers, you get your best producers. It's not gonna sound loud like it's gonna sound like everything else. It's like it's she really did play it safe by the numbers, right? But she did just exacerbate her personality and the way i keep thinking about it is like you know i i think of someone like the rock right the rock is has this big personality <laughs> but when he's on front of the camera he turns it up a notch right and that's how it felt like to me here. yeah it's like this is who she really is but then she turns it up when she's in front of the mic and that's kind of how i felt played it safe um nothing out there is like wow this is a different sound or wow she's going for something different it was my like, i'm gonna stick with the trends I'm going to do it my way, and that's how I felt. Um, I really do feel like it It was just it just came off different, though, in terms of, like, it's just authentically her. Um, and I, hopefully, I, I hope that I, I'm not getting lied to, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I root for her because I like this vulnerability that she's showing. Um, money bag. Uh, those, what, those are the songs, those aggressive songs that, for some reason, gets me really, really amp. Um, and it's the way she approaches money bag, money bag, yeah, money bag, money bag, money bag. <laughs> it's the way she, she like that aggression is great. And amongst a lot of trap rappers, SoundCloud rappers, it's a lot of energy, but not a lot of aggression. And, um, she just attacks the mic in a way that's refreshing. But I would say that she, it's sometimes she could sound, sound a little sloppy. Like yeah. even with the, with the intro track, uh, get up at a hundred, oh, get up at 10. She, um, She's like off track a little bit, uh, like where she's not writing the beat perfectly, and yeah. so it, it you could tell like she's still learning how to find that pocket and how to deliver her verses because there's the songs that are good. She really nails down the pocket, like she really get follows the flow and she's really in there. And the songs are a little uh like like get up at ten, we're like okay, slow down a little bit. And I'm like in my head, I'm like slow down a little. I know you accept like, and I feel like that's kind of been the trend with the album. So it's a great solid start, but there's room for improvement in terms of like finding the pocket, 
Um, that's one of the songs that definitely felt that way. And the features on this album are pretty solid too. You got Chance the Rapper. You got that's the a lot of features. Yeah, even you got big ones too. Big a- ones. I mean, even in the Latin market, uh, J Balvin and Bad Bunny. Um, in there, those are the big names. Anyone knows for Latin trap? Those are the big names out there. YG SZA. I mean, if you're gonna have a budget, why not, right? So that's kind of <laughs> like my like. In general, those are my thoughts. Like good, solid start. Room for improvement, but man, what a debut! Yeah, uh, you uh, cheesy did a great job of just kind of breaking down the landscape of this album. Uh, I'm gonna dive in a little deeper on a couple things you brought up. Like uh, for me, get up ten. You had talked about like she was a little bit offbeat on that record, and that's true. And uh, a lot of people were saying that uh, Get Up 10 was giving them a lot of uh, Meek Mill Dreams and Nightmares vibes, like the intro, the way the uh, the beat is building up throughout the yeah, song. I would agree. And with I that. would say, like, uh, the moment you brought up, uh, this song is solid, great intro. I think, uh, shout out to her team, they did a good job of like putting their a good foot forward for this album. I think a lot of people going into this album, if you get hit with the intro track and it's garbage, it's kind of hard to support the rest of the album. So it was smart for them to have Get Up 10, a song that's pretty easy to like right at the beginning of the album. And uh, to your point about like her being a little bit off, not finding that pocket with her flow, is like, I agree with you on that because I feel like this song was set up to be the Meek Mill Dreams and Nightmares vibe, but since you never really found the pocket when the beat does drop, it kind of falls a little flat. Like it doesn't hit as hard as it's supposed to. And the song kind of struggles from like uh, Cardi's lack of just rapping ability, pretty much. But just this great song overall. And I think it's just kind of like shows how important the team is. Because like even though Cardi's not the most technically skilled rapper in the world, she's able to, you know, have an intro like that that kinda hooks you into the album, even if you're not a Cardi B fan. And then you brought up the features. I would say the one that stands out the most to me is on uh, track six, Best Life. Uh to me, Chance the Rapper on that song just showed up and kinda stole the show. The hook, I turn my L's into lessons, always great. Turn on my L's into lessons. You see the whip pulling up, it's like skirt. Drink pulling up, it's like skirt. I'm living my best life. It's my birthday. At least that's what I'm dressed like. You don't like money, I can see it in your eye. You don't like winning, I can see it in your tie. Better be careful with these women when you trick and send and fly. She count money in her sleep and she don't never spend a night. But she trapping and she had to make it happen for her life. Don't be mad because she having shit, you had it your whole life. We had baggage on our flights, we had badges on our asses, you got passes in your life, you had gadgets on your mic. And then uh, his verse to me was fire. I thought he his flow had like a hypnotizing pace to it, the way he changed the uh, the flow pattern of his verse uh the hook he brought was uh you're able to sing along with it pretty much right after you hear it for the first time so it's easy to sing along and just like feel like you're attached to the song pretty quickly with that hook and cardi's just delivering standout bars on best life uh hands down my favorite moment on the album was when she dropped i'm like big Pac mixed with tupac i'm like machiavelli you need some uh, little caesar's pizza i'd be hot and ready nigga you a pussy and the rat you like tom and jerry very nice whoever wrote that for cardi b uh man nice bar right there for sure <laughs> good job offset yeah yeah that, that that definitely feels like an offset uh song and then uh you brought up the uh the spanish track 
I like I like it, track number seven, and that song opens up with a cold Cardi verse. Uh, it opens up right away. You jump into the record, you get hit with a verse. I love that. I like stunning, I like shining, I like million dollar deals, where's my pen, bitch I'm signing, I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks, I like going to the Tula, I put And then uh, Cardi's just running down her favorite things on uh, on that song over that Spanish salsa type beat, it'll leave you, it'll leave you uh, grooving and it'll have you going, I like it like that, and uh, <laughs> and and that's an icon. That's an iconic song. Like you took an iconic song and you flipped it to to do it, you know, to use your way, which is smart. Now I would say though, that's not my favorite track on the album because I actually think the flip job wasn't as good as should have been, and because Latin trap, in my opinion, is so much better than what American music is right now. American hip hop music is that you could have had a bevy of different songs to really push that international feel which is why she will sell more records is that international appeal that she has in the latin market is huge so while cats are selling in america you know you know gold or platinum the latin market is almost five times bigger than what north america gives you alone and so she has her foot in the door and she's going to be around for a long time because of that yeah, just because of that alone. And then just to uh, double tap on a couple of things you're talking about, because uh, you said it's not uh, your most favorite song to go back to. And I feel the same way. And there's a couple of reasons why. One, I would just say Marco, uh, Migos Narcos is just the better song with like the same type of vibe, same kind of sample flip, that Spanish trap sound. Like for me, if I got to pick one song I'm listening to, it's 100% Migos Narcos over this. And two, this might be a little bit of hot take, and excuse me for my ignorance, but there's just too much There's just too much Spanish on the song for me, player. Like, like the second half of it, I'm really just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm down for a little a sprinkle of Spanish here and there, maybe on the hook. I know it's this is a Spanish song, but I'm American, so I, I want to dominate culturally, and I want to know what the fuck is going on. So for that <laughs> song, I would just say it's a little bit too much Spanish for me, even though I'm feeling the Spanish vibes. Right. Yeah, and it's absolutely not for you, right? Yeah. So it's definitely for that Latin trap market, which is which is bigger, and people really need to look into it. Like, so whatever you know, people have on YouTube and stream numbers and things like that is almost four or five times bigger in the Latin market, and that's what she's tapping into when you have J Balvin and Bad Money and uh, Bad Bunny in there. I just didn't like the track. I didn't like the flip. I heard a hundred times better. Um, so I'm with you with that, and I'm okay with the Spanish obviously because I'm Latino. I'm Spanish. I know what's going on, <laughs> and, and it makes sense for her, the Bronx, yeah, uh, Dominican. It would make sense, and I'm actually surprised there's not more of it. But don't be surprised later on you see a Spanish trap. RDB album and then you know this she there's something here even I would have signed her <laughs> to my <laughs> label and I'm not even a big fan like there's money to be printed here um, but I'm with you with that word and then uh, for me the last track I want to touch on while we're talking positively about this album is track number 13 I do featuring SZA you brought up like you know this this album is just a, a star list of features and SZA is another example of that on her hook SZA sounds like a superstar and um, Cardi B, I don't know if she's like empowered by uh, SZA's vocals or what, but her first verse on I Do is uh, 
one of my favorite verses on the album, which he's talking about these some boss bitch shoes. You ain't no boss bitch yeah. move. Like what a great moment in that album. Like Cardi B's glow up is fully complete at that point. So uh, track thirteen. Pussy so good, I say my own name during sex. <laughs> yeah, just great bars littered throughout that whole thing. And it's like for me, it's like a, a track thirteen. I do is the last song on the album, so it's a nice little punch of Cardi on the way out to close. So uh, I appreciate that just being the last song. And uh, Cheese, anything else you want to go over positive about this album before we flip over on the negative side? Uh, yeah, I also think right at the end of the last, besides I Do with SZA, which I think is a great way to close, I do think She's Bad with YG and Through the Phone. Um, both those songs, like back to back towards the end, really do round out the album really nice, especially Through Your Phone. It's it's not, it doesn't hit you in the face like the other tracks. It's a, just a nice little electric guitar uh, rhythm there with some trap elements to it um but it's a, one of the more catchier songs I, I would not be surprised to see it as a single later down uh the line and yg just comes in very nonchalantly which is weird she bad why, she, why, bad. she <laughs> bad yeah yg could be a, aggressive uh, as well um and it's underrated in terms of what he brings to the game and he came in very subtly um in the track he's more in the background he does have his moment to shine but i just liked his delivery and i like how it blends with um cardi's more aggressive type uh way of producing music so those are also my, my highlights toward the end yeah and just to double tap on what you're saying through the phone to me is a a perfect record to just kind of uh Correct. round out the album uh writing wise because when you have uh be careful at track five where she's kind of giving her cheating man another chance it's nice that you get to track number 12 through your phone she's kind of fed up and she's talking shit and she's about that life so per, so, per, so so this album definitely is the chloe kardashian life <laughs> word you know that on that note i think it's a perfect time to flip over to the negative side of this podcast let's do it no no because i don't fuck with nobody yeah i don't fuck with nobody like at all nobody so it's very simple. All right, man. Uh, we've been showing uh, Cardi a lot of love, man. How are you? Um, what do you think this album was missing? Is there any garbage tracks on here? Is uh, she needed to improve on something? What are you seeing, Cheese? The scary thing is that I don't think any of the tracks are garbage, um, which is which is thing. I would love to, as a as a as a critic of the current hip hop market, I would love to come and be like, "This is trash," but it's not. So I'm I, so individually, song by song, I don't, I can't say that I have one that like I'm gonna skip this horrible. Be, uh, the closest is I, I like it. Um, I just don't like the flip. But I, the biggest thing that hurts the album is that it sounds like everything else. Um, and that's just a, my ongoing feelings about trap slash mumble rap. Now it sounds like Migos. It sounds like that, uh, like the same team is producing all these things, and to great success. I think from a listening perspective, what is the next album going to be like? What are you going to sound like when music production changes? Because we could timestamp the music now, right? We can listen to trap music now and say this is. 2018, 2016, 2015. I can, you know, hip hop that's in 2000, uh, 1980. You know, music that sounds in the 1990s. They're all distinctly different production wise. What is going to happen in five years when you don't develop a more diverse sound? Are you going to be gone? She's young. She has a lot of music ahead of her. What are you going to sound like? Because no one talks like this. No one's talking about designer no more. What has he done? So he had one hot summer. I don't want her to have one hot summer. 
This is going to be her summer. I have no doubt about it. And I look forward to it. My issue with the album is it's so by the numbers generic that I'm worried about her future. I enjoy it now. and I recommend people getting it. But what is the, what's the next one's going to say? I want you to win. And I'm hoping that they can play around with her sound and try some things out. Try some new things just for to have. Think about 10 years from now. That's kind of like my biggest thing. How is it, is it gonna age, is it gonna age well? Because Miss Miss Education of Lauren Hill, you can listen to it now, and it's 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 was it such a unique album? No one was able to produce it. Not even Lauren Hill was able to do it again. Fifteen years, it still aged very well. Is this album gonna age well? I don't know. We might be over with it at the end of the summer, and I hope not. Word, that's that's very insightful. I never really thought about this uh, album being super timestamp sonically, but it, it definitely is. Uh, trap music is kind of getting like to the point where like snap music was at the, like as soon as you hear the production that you know it's made out of fruity looms. You got your snaps, you know, and uh, this this album is sonically timestamp. So I'm definitely interested on like how this music is gonna grow, especially like just this album in general. Like how does this album sound ten years from now? Yeah, and then so while we're on the subject of like generic sound or like this album being time-stamped for 17, 18, kind of like the late tans uh, year of hip-hop music. I would say to me the most generic song on the uh, on the album is track number eight, Ring, featuring Kalani. This is just, uh, to me, just the most generic pop radio-leaning song on the album. Uh, it's definitely, as soon as you hear it, it sounds like a song that's begging to be on the radio. Um, Kalani's hook is just like I don't even know why they cashed out to have Kalani be on this hook because to me it's just so generic they could have had anybody doing it. I know Cardi B doesn't even have the greatest singing voice in the world, but this hook is so simple. Cardi B could have done it. So Kalani being here is just like for what? So I'm kind of mad the way they use that Kalani uh, feature. I would have done, done it. I would have done it. I would have done the song. I would have sang the the hook. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's because it's so simple. And then. Um, <laughs> so uh, while we're on the subject of generic music, Ring, uh, a song that's begging to be on the radio and is probably a G-Eazy -E remix away from being on the radio. That's how generic that song is. And definitely to me, it's the worst song on the album. Everything personality-wise that Cardi was giving, I think is instantly taken back once you get to track eight, Ring, because then you really feel like you're listening to a formula and that's what I get when I listen to track number eight is formula music. It's broken down. They're like, this is what we need. And they gave us ring. I'm never going back to that song. Hands down. Worst song on the album. It's funny how iTunes has a star next to it, though. <laughs> yeah, because they're so desperate for that to be the single. You know, they want people to click on it. It's like the, the star, the star is clickbait at this point. Don't let the star fool you, y'all. Don't just be clicking on the star songs every single time. That's clickbait. Yeah, yeah, it's clickbait. And so the star, for people who don't know what we're talking about, the iTunes usually marks a star, or maybe it's from the label. Hey, check out these songs, because those are songs that are usually more mainstream, have more mainstream appeal. It's funny that they don't have Bodak Ghetto with the star, and they don't have uh, Bardier Cartier, uh, Cardi with the star either. And those are the the main tracks that made this possible. They don't, they're not even stars. So they're selling already in your head, like, check out these songs. So don't be surprised if you see uh, Drip, Bickenhead, I Like It, Ring, um, all have videos and all be out there being pushed as singles, which I actually don't think those are, should be the singles. There should be other songs that, that should I think should have that spotlight. 
And since you brought up Drip real quick, I would just say I was extremely disappointed by the Migos feature. Um, I thought, you know, we could have something special. Cardi B is pretty much, you know, little sis to Migos now, now that uh, she's with Offset. And I thought maybe we had something special here. Migos that are at an all-time high. Cardi's at an all-time high. And then they gave us a song, Drip, that just felt very elementary to me. The hook was terrible. Drip, drip. Like, come on. Uh, Migos, uh, that, that feature, they had a chance to do something special, and I think they just completely dropped the ball on it. And then that kind of closes out the things I didn't like about this album. Cheese, any last thoughts before we hop into our grade? No, man. I, I just, I'm, I'm interested of doing, like, and even for the Hip Hop Review podcast, like, how do you revisit this in five years and look even back at the review and be like, man, were we right or were we wrong? I'm yeah, just interested. Yeah. With this album, is one of those I want to see five years from now, 10 years from now, if the podcast game is still alive at that point, <laughs> if, it's, if, if it ages well. This is kind of like the general thing. Yeah, is this going to be at one point we look back and like, man, this is the one that all that started it all for Cardi. You yep. know, that that's what yep. potential this has. But uh, we'll see. And uh, I'm going to hop into my grade of this album. Um, to me, this album's just kind of doing everything it's supposed to do in a hip hop right now is dominated i feel by personality raps so in the age of personality raps who better to kind of have the shining spot than cardi b who has the you know most infectious personality right now that's pretty much out like i could watch i could watch her practically all day that's how funny she is to me so i think this album does a great job of not overwhelming her with the instrumentals a lot of these instrumentals were uh they weren't heavy with the drums they there wasn't like a lot of kicks going on so you talked about on get up 10 like her flow being a little off like a lot of these beats were very easy to rap over so shout out to her team noticing that she's not the greatest technical rapper in the world and setting her up to succeed i think sonically right now uh it's very timely music so it's easy to like i would say the first time i listened to this album i was very impressed the third time i listened to this album i was like i kind of understand it about like the fifth time sixth time and on every time i listened to this album i got a little bit less impressed by it and uh so i don't think that bodes well for the future and how this album holds up it's kind of like you get hit with it at first, and then you kind of understand its tricks and the things it's doing, and it's not the most complicated music in the world, so there's not much to go back to on this album. So I would say this album, for what it is, for Cardi's first album, I would say it's a solid uh, C+, plus instrumentally. They're kind of just doing everything right. Uh, it's a nice wide range. She's funny. She's uh, vulnerable. She's aggressive. She's braggadocious. Cardi's just kind of giving us a big range of rap emotions throughout this album, even though um, musically, I don't know if anything special is happening, but everybody's doing their job. So uh, C for this album. Shout out to Cardi B. Solid, um, solid first album. Cheese, the floor is yours. Man, uh I'm with you on all those points. I think I've said that throughout the show. I'm interested to see what happens in terms of the aging of this. Saying that, I wanted Cardi to win before I even heard the album. And and that's where, when you have music coming out and hip-hop being such about authenticity, that there's so much fakeness around it that you find this one person, even within her outrageous tendencies, is still authentic within her outrageousness <laughs> and it's endearing it's refreshing yeah. and i want her to win 
and I, I and being from New York and and working in the Bronx for the last five six years with young people, it's it's one of those things where yeah, this is important. I'm interested in her growing up in front of our eyes. I think she has a. Uh, will have a good voice for female empowerment as she develops and, and reads a little more and goes through more experiences. And this is just the beginning of this. It's generic by the numbers, played it safe. I think that's the way it should have been done. I'm, I Would I listen to it after we're done conversating about it? Probably not because it's going to be all over the airwaves anyway. Um, <laughs> so it's not going to be a big thing if I don't listen to it. But for what I did listen to about 15 times, I had enjoyed it, and as I listened to it more, it did degrade in terms of my interest. A solid C for me. Keep your head up. It's a, it's a, it's one of those albums. Like man, I want people to check it out, and it's I, I think in a nice house party, nice barbecue kind of environment, a lot of those tracks will live on for a long time. Excellent job. I was impressed. A lot of room for growth, but I'm on board. I'm ready for the next. I'm ready to see what's next, and that is. High praise from someone who's very particular in how they like their music. Word, well said. And uh, Cheese, I just want to say thank you for coming on this podcast. Uh, if there's anything you want to plug, this is your floor. Thank you for coming on. Shout out to Vante, the pro Will Gill hey. Hip Hop Review Podcast. I always mess with them. Always, I got them subscribed. I know when it comes up. Um, so <laughs> definitely check out the show. They're entertaining. And even if you disagree with what they have to say, half the time I don't agree with half the things they say. <laughs> I still listen to it for the entertainment value. So please subscribe uh, everywhere with them. Um, check us out, Crush A Lot Podcast. Um, everywhere you can find a hip hop review. And we're really about connecting the old school and the new school. So if you're a new school and you want to know more about what to listen to or why you should listen to it, check us out. Um, we just did the ladies first series where we paid respect to the ladies of of hip hop, Queen Latifah, MC Light, Missy Elliott, a bunch of other people. And we got the big pun coming up. So if you're looking for more of the verbal assassin type stuff, that's <laughs> coming up soon. And uh, and shout out to Sir Love Day and shout out to our one of our new co-hosts, uh, Kalina, who will be debuting in May. Uh, you're going to see that bringing the ladies into the fold here. So Crush A Lot Podcast. Uh, shout out to Will Gill and Vontae the Pro. Word. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, uh, Crush A Lot Podcast is wherever you find your podcasts. And, um, and it's true, man. I would say this podcast, Crush A Lot, does the best job of like build, building that bridge between old school and new school. It's like it's love on both sides. So it's not just like you guys aren't just like old heads talking about how good it was back in the day. So uh, <laughs> no. make sure you check them out. Yeah. Hey, this is this is your time. This is your time. We want you to win. But win through educating yourself and paying homage. Cardi B is good at paying respect to people. She's not a hater. I don't think <laughs> that she's a hater. Um, she's not going to walk on people's back. But if you go after her, she'll go after you next. And I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Yo, shout out to everybody who steals our feed and then reuses it to get your own numbers. We, we appreciate it. We, we see you, dogs. <laughs> with that being said we're gonna head out and uh if you guys want to let us know how you feel about this uh cardi b album uh you guys can let us know on twitter you can find us at hhr underscore pod we hashtag team follow back over here so if you fuck with us we fuck with you and you can find us on soundcloud google stitcher uh, Stitcher Play, Google Play, or whatever, iTunes. And if you listen to us on iTunes, make sure you drop a review. It really helps us out. And uh, thank you, my man Cheese. Thank you for coming on. Shout out Crush A Lot Podcast. All love. And uh, stay blessed, y'all. Thank y'all. Peace.